And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, and today we're going to talk with Pastor Bo Graham of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Mount Prospect on the doctrine of the two kingdoms, which is particularly relevant in this political season. I'm an attorney and a partner of the law firm of Malkin Baker. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ and its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration to religious freedom. You can find more about us by going to MalkBaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or calling 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments in faith and the law. Pastor, it's good to have you here this afternoon. Please tell us a little bit about your ministry. Uh, thanks, Whit, for uh, having me here. Excited to be here. Uh, so I'm an associate pastor at, uh, as you said, St. Paul Lutheran Church in Mount Prospect. I've been there for almost three years. Time really uh, flies by, and it's been a, a wonderful uh, church for me and for my family. And it's, uh, uh, you know, it's a great little uh, community uh, church. Well, not little, but uh, uh, right right there in the community. You can drive right by. wouldn't know it uh because it's just snuggled in there between the houses, but it's uh, it's been in Mount Prospect for over a hundred years and uh, has a, a great influence on the community. And as as for me, uh, as associate pastor, I kind of am learning a lot from the senior pastor what it means to be a theologian and a and a pa- and a pastor and a shepherd. And at the same time, uh, I focus on outreach, uh, reaching out to the community with the love of Christ and by serving. Uh, those in our community, and uh, also involved with a few other uh, ministries, college and the like, and uh, just uh, excited with what I do. That's great. I've been in some churches where there was a huge debate uh, among the members as to whether the church itself should get involved in politics, and if so, how much, on what issues, and on which side. Can you tell us what the doctrine of the two kingdoms is and how it might speak to that problem? Sure, definitely. Uh, so the the doctrine of the two kingdoms uh, f- is really the the foundation for Lutherans on how uh, we see the the government and how the church interacts with the government. So basically, what it is 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 we see that God rules the world uh, through two kingdoms: the kingdom on the right of the right, which is the church, and the kingdom of the left, which is uh, the state. And uh, these two uh, kingdoms, uh, in a sense, support one another, but they're also supposed to be really clearly uh, distinguished. So you have the kingdom of the the right, which is, again, the church, and the goal of the church is the proclamation of the gospel, and that's also the power and strength of the church. Um, And so uh, the mission of of the church is to proclaim that gospel with the forgiveness of sins. Uh, and that's how God rules through the kingdom of the right. But then with the kingdom of the left, 
Uh, the kingdom of the, the left, the state, that's not the goal. The goal of the state isn't to proclaim the gospel. The goal of the state is to hold society, in a sense, in order, uh, to uh, punish the evildoer, to rule with justice so uh, so that people can just pretty much go about their lives. And uh, God rules the world through the state in that way as well. Well, you talk about the kingdom of the right and the kingdom of the left. You're not talking about the political right or the political left, are you? Oh, no, 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 not at all. Uh, not talking about the political right or the political left or even uh, separation of church and state. It's not, it's not the same thing. Uh, it's, it's different. It's, it's that God rules the world through both spheres, right and left, uh, but uh, he does so in different ways. And so you don't want to get those two th- ways confused. And we kind of uh, get this theology from uh, Martin Luther. Uh, and Martin Luther, when he uh, was a, a monk, he saw that the church had uh, political power. And so, you know, the the church could declare war, it could hold territory. And he saw that there was nowhere in the Bible that really said that the church should hold territory or declare war because Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. Uh, and at, at the same time, uh, if someone, let's say, was uh, sinning or going against the word of God, then the church could punish them with like jail time, right? Because there was this great confusion uh, between the, the church and the state. And so Luther, he looked back at the scriptures and he he saw these different ideas of of Jesus's sermon on the mount in Matthew chapter 5 where you know Jesus says uh, you have heard it say eye for an eye tooth for a tooth uh, but i tell you if your enemy strikes you on the cheek uh, give him the other cheek as well so in that sense he saw that the church didn't have like earthly power uh, but at the same time uh Romans uh chapter uh, 13 uh, I believe, where he talks about how the you know Christians should should submit uh, to the authorities, uh, so that uh, because the authorities are established by God. So Luther saw these two separate kingdoms, these two separate separate spheres, and they each have their own function, and you don't want to confuse them at all. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the law firm of Malkin Baker. Today, in light of the election season, we're discussing the two kingdoms of God's authority, the church, and the state, with Pastor Bo Graham of the St. Paul Lutheran Church in Mount Prospect. Now, you mentioned uh, Romans 13, which directs us as Christians to respect authority and obey authority. Yet, in Acts 4 and 5, the apostles were arrested and imprisoned by the authorities and told not to preach the gospel any further. But they defied the political authority. How do you resolve this this conflict? Yeah, so there's always going to be, I think, a, a little bit of tension uh, between the two, but uh, you can still follow both. So on the one hand, Romans 13, uh, you can uh, submit to the authorities in most in most things. Uh, most laws we have no problem following as uh, Christians. Now, in Acts 4 and 5, uh, the authorities were saying that the apostles could no longer proclaim the gospel— and that's one of the few instances in the Bible where, you know, those, those famous words of St. Peter, we have to obey God rather than man. So if the state says you cannot proclaim the gospel to the church, 
Uh, one, that's a confusion of the two kingdoms because the state shouldn't say anything, uh, has no authority over the church in that sense. But the other thing is if the church can't proclaim the gospel, then it is no longer the church. So, if, if again, if the state says you have to be quiet about that, that's where the church would say, you know, we're being as good as citizens as possible. We're following all the laws uh, that you have, even, you know, maybe the laws we don't necessarily like, but this is one law where we have to draw the line because uh, to give that up would be to give up who we are. Well, you know, you mentioned that uh, both the church and the state have authority, but uh, what can what authority does the church have in terms of uh, organizing society? How does that work? Okay, so what authority the the church has in organizing society? Well, the church uh, has a responsibility, again, according to Romans 13, to be good citizens. And that to be good citizens uh, would be to, you know, pray for uh, your leaders, to uh, follow and obey laws, to be a good and upstanding and honest citizen who pays their uh, their taxes. Um, and in that sense, the church supports the state uh, and, and lifts the state up. Um, but what's the power of the church? For the, the well, the power of the church is always the gospel, right? Uh, so, um, to try and get in uh, power any other way would just uh, lead the church to corruption. So, if the church tried to gain like earthly authority uh, to uh, to spread its influence, then that would just corrupt the church. So, the the church's main focus and mission is always the proclamation of the gospel, not to gain political power or favor. So, when you say corrupt the church. Uh, how how would that happen, that the church would become corrupted by, by political power? Okay, yeah, so if the, if the church aligns itself with a political entity, uh, whether a government or even a political party, then its message could be compromised because uh, they might feel the need to agree with a political party or government even when to do so would compromise the gospel. So the church always wants to keep its distance away from political uh, powers. Uh, and again, if the church is, is focused on uh, political power, uh, then the gospel itself is going to be uh, compromised because they'll be so concerned about worldly things that they'll forget uh, about what Jesus has uh, for them to do. I remember I once belonged to a church where the— Politically, the congregation was very equally divided between right and left. And sometimes when, uh, I think mistakenly, the church would try to speak on political issues, it would create problems within the fellowship of the church because of that disagreement. Uh, Do you agree with that? Yeah, it it can cause a lot of... uh disagreement because, and this is just the way our society is, is people feel much more strongly sometimes about their political views than about their Christian views. And they they believe uh, that if they're conservative politically, they think that the church should be conservative politically. And so their politics overpowers their theology. Coming up, we will talk with Pastor Bo further about the two kingdoms. I'm Whit Brisky of Malkin Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, partner of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Pastor Bo Graham from St. Paul Lutheran Church. Uh, 
We've already talked about how the doctrine of the two kingdoms has implications for the way in which the church should participate in political issues. What about its implications for how Christians themselves should participate in that process? So it has actually a lot of implications uh, for how Christians should should live as individuals because the doctrine of the two kingdoms says that uh, as a Christian, you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, of the church, but at the same time, you're also a citizen of the state. And so you have different responsibilities in each. And so you can be uh, a citizen of the state without necessarily bringing your whole church in with you, right? You're just, you're a Christian who's a citizen of the state. So uh, the implications are that um, you can make a big difference uh, on your own of, of taking your Christian faith with you into the public realm uh, to uh, influence the public realm in ways that you think your faith should, but you don't have to do so in the sense of, you know, this is what the Bible says, therefore we should, we should uh, make laws in this way, but instead, as a citizen of the, of the kingdom of the left or of the state, we use our, our reason and uh, our, our knowledge, uh, and let me just uh, try and give you uh, an example, and that is that um, we as Christians, we care very much about uh, the poor, about the needy, about those who can't speak for themselves, the unborn, right? Uh, and so as Christians, we can go into the state and do what we can to protect those uh, people uh, being influenced by our, our faith, and we do so as, as citizens there, um, but we don't necessarily need um, to do to bring in the entire uh, church with us. Instead, we just do it as individual citizens. All right. So while certainly the the Bible is our our source of values and uh, the things that we are concerned about as citizens, both of the church and of the state, the the way in which that plays out within the public sphere. Uh, frequently people are offended if we quote the Bible at them and say, you know, you have to do this because the Bible says it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if they don't believe in the Bible, uh, that's going to have no uh, no authority for them. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so this is what's been so great about being a, a citizen of the left is that as a, as a Christian, uh, we don't have to uh, necessarily tell people that they have to listen uh, to the Bible, because, the, you know, they don't believe in the Bible, and, and in that sense, they don't have to be under the authority. And so instead, uh, especially as Lutherans, we would say we use human reason uh, for the, the kingdom of the left. So uh, when we um, talk about following uh, speed limits, we don't have to find a specific place in the Bible that says you have to go a certain speed, because that's the godly thing to do. Not really. We, we just use our reason. Well, what does it make sense to drive in a residential area? Well, 25 miles an hour. And uh, we can do that not just with those small things, but with bigger things as well, because the Bible doesn't always speak directly to our issues. Uh, and so uh, in that sense, God gives us our intelligence and to decide what we think is best in society with our faith guiding that principle. So just as another example, with the poor that you gave, 
there are lots of ways which people think of helping the poor. And what you're saying is that we don't have to look to Scripture and say this is the only way uh, to help the poor, but there are many ways, and human reason will help us get to the way which helps them best. Yeah, yeah. Scriptures don't really give us a five-step way to, to help the poor. They just say, you know, help the poor. And we as citizens decide, well, how best can, can we do that? And this is where Christians even sometimes disagree, where we, we, where we should agree on Jesus and the gospel. We often disagree on things uh, that have to do with the state, and that's because the state has a lot of, when we talk about the kingdom of the, the left, there's a lot of gray areas. There's not black or white uh, answers. And so uh, when we talk about caring for the poor, you'll find Christians really disagree on how best to care the poor, whether that's for the government's job, where that, whether that's individual Christians, whether that's the church job. And, and, and again, that's okay. The Bible said, well, what works best, that's what you should do. Okay. Now, uh, in Paul's time, when he wrote uh, his letter to the Romans, it was the Roman Empire. Uh, but now we live in a democracy. Does that have any implications for this doctrine? Yeah, I think uh, again it has a a lot of implications in the in the Roman Empire. Christians didn't have a lot of say in society. Uh, they were, you know, there wasn't a moral majority, but a loving uh, minority. Uh, and yet, by doing so, they made a a big influence in the Roman Empire. But on one hand, they were kind of helpless. So. In a democracy, God gives us a, a, a wonderful opportunity uh, to be responsible citizens. And as, as the doctrine of the two kingdoms, being a responsible citizen takes in, uh, I think, a new importance because it means that as Christians, we have to understand what's going on in the world and react to it uh, according uh, to, our, uh, to our faith. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of Malkin Baker. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the two kingdoms with Pastor Bo Graham of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Mount Prospect. Uh, Last week, I was in Washington, D.C. for a conference of the Christian Legal Society. The primary topic of conversation, both in the formal presentations and around the dinner table, uh, was the restrictions that are being placed on religious freedom in this country. These included discussions of the Little Sisters of the Poor case in which nuns were being asked to be complicit in the provision of birth control to their employees, which they believe is contrary to the doctrines of their church. The government has refused to accept the Supreme Court's invitation to work out a settlement, and we believe they're waiting for a ninth justice to replace Justice Scalia, who will support the government against the sisters. And, of course, there is the whole debate about the rights of LBGT people, and when they conflict conflict with people of faith and their rights, in which government is taking the position that people of faith should always lose. The discussion at the conference was all about how we, as Christian lawyers, can work against this trend. Does the doctrine of the two kingdoms speak to this issue at all? Yeah, it does. Uh, The doctrine of the two kingdoms is not a separation of church and state where the church has no voice at all, in the world, but instead, the the church, in a sense, can keep the government accountable uh, for what it does. Uh, you know, the example uh, we always go to is uh, the German Lutheran Church during the rise of the Nazis, where uh, the German Lutheran Church, for the most part, didn't keep the state accountable uh, for carrying out justice for all citizens. 
Um, and so, you know, I think it's important that the, the government recognizes that while we, the church, don't want to take over the state in any way because, uh, again, that would compromise the gospel. It would hurt the church more than it would hurt the state. At the same time, uh, to understand that we as Christians are trying to uphold and help the state and, you know, for them to, to push us out, I think, would uh, or to push out our religious liberties, they would do so at their, their own detriment. Well, I think one thing that uh, Christians can do is to stay informed about this issue and uh, to, you know, to speak out and to think about this issue when they go to the, to the voting booth. Uh, Pastor Bo, would you just uh, sum up again the doctrine of the two kingdoms and uh, their implications for Christians and the church and their participation? Sure. Uh, again, the, the doctrine of the two kingdoms is that God rules the world uh, through the kingdom of the right, which is the church, and the goal of the church is to pro- proclaim the gospel. And that's not just the goal, but it's the very power of the church. Uh, the kingdom of the left, and that is the state, the goal of the state is to keep society in order, to rule with justice, and to punish uh, the evildoer. And uh, its power is the sword, uh, uh, earthly authority. And so God rules through both, but you don't want to get the two confused because to get to the two confused, you might have a church that's trying to rule the world, which it shouldn't, or a, a government that's trying to enforce Christianity, which would be a confusion as well. And so as citizens uh, of both kingdoms, on the one hand, uh, being a part of the church, we can proclaim that gospel, be a part of the body of Christ, and be in agreement. When it comes, though, to the kingdom of the left, uh, Christians uh, bring with them their faith, but it means also that the kingdom of the left has this gray area where uh, we won't always agree on all the issues and how to handle them, but as responsible citizens, we can uh, continue to live out our faith. Great. We appreciate Pastor Bo Graham for coming in today. Pastor Bo, how can our listeners learn more about the two kingdoms and your ministry at St. Paul? Yeah, you can uh, learn more about the the two kingdoms. We just did a sermon series based off of this. You can go to uh, saint-paul.org to uh, look up that sermon series we did. And uh, there are resources on the uh, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod website, lcms.org as well, and a lot of good resources there. Great. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243, again at 312-726-1243, or at malkbaker.com, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Malk and Baker is a Christian law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. Call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Again, our number is 312-726-1243. going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody.